0: On that fence brand These days they don't give a fuck They ask shit where the kids plan Judge trying to give them life so them gang signs Turn to prayer hands I come from a dark place I'll never be there again Those jeans on everything Gucci my headband Keep smoking these dead niggas I feel like Red man. Pointing up out my cup Running through these bucks for my dead friends Capital I bought guns for the hood Heard that's what the fans saying. My life a movie Ever since birth It's been like camera action I did a lot of shit in these streets
1: Welcome, 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 welcome back All Things Sports Podcast Season 2 Episode 44 I thought we were carrying on for next week From last week With the uh, whole Obama thing we had going on But since Dallas Clark Dallas Clark is a legend And I will accept Dallas Clark Over Barack Obama I mean Dallas Clark did a lot more for me personally than Obama did. I wouldn't say, or I wouldn't say like for America or for even my parents, but for me, Dallas Clark definitely brought uh, way more good times, uh, you know, because I believe I was still living pretty good when George Bush was president. So, yeah. And now that, you know, Trump is still straight, uh, I can't say that the Colts won a Super Bowl. You know, when Obama was president, we actually lost when Obama was president. And now this is kind of turning into shade Obama, but it's not. It's not. It's It's just the 44th episode of the second season. That means we're at the 90. We're at like 96 or so. So we've been, we've been recording, we've been on this journey for a little bit But this episode, it, it's pretty interesting We got, you know, we're going to talk some AB Because although he's not on the team He still hasn't officially quit Even though he said on Twitter he's not going to play anymore And we're also going to get into the image of, of being a black quarterback in the NFL in these days Compared to maybe, uh, you know, 10 years ago um, or even five, six years ago. And, uh, also the NBA is trying to get this tampering to kind of cool out. Right. we, we've been seeing a lot of teams, magic Johnson talking to other players and, um, you know, they're trying to figure this thing out and make it a, a, a less, uh, messy league. They want to clean all that up. So we'll talk about that. And then obviously get into the week three NFL recap preview of week four, and break down some of those good games that we got coming up. So I'm gonna let you just I'm gonna just let you dictate how do you want to start this one. What you want? What you want to get into first? Um, you know what you what you think? Want people want to hear first?
2: Let's just get the NBA out the way. Say say we get stuff for last. And it's not NBA season yet. We're looking forward to it. People gonna make noises here. Believe that.
1: But um... speaking of Miami, since we're gonna talk NBA, Jimmy Butler he gets introduced Friday which is tomorrow, which is going to be two days after or a day after this post. But Jimmy Butler will be doing his press conference. I'm excited. I'm going to watch it. He's been in Europe this whole time, away from basketball. He's came back. Did you see the video that he posted of him? No. Okay. So we have more content to show. Um, I'll show you. They put up a video. They were playing like pickup ball probably at the arena. Yeah. So – Call game, right? So, NBA is coming. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, we just found out that he's going to miss some time um, indefinitely, really. We don't know exactly when. And.
2: They said definitely the first three weeks of training camp.
1: Which, which kind of stinks. And I mean, that's that's okay. Like, he'll be fine, and the NBA season runs on.
2: He'll be fine. The Lakers will be fine. It's, it's much. I mean, yeah, it sucks to see him get injured, and it's why we've seen a lot of players decline.
1: My thing. The my thing is, like, the timing of this. It's like, okay, you have your 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 big year coming, you know. You're going to have a lot more on your year than you have in any years past. LeBron James is going to put, you know, that trust, trust in you this year. Mm-hmm. And you guys actually truly believe we're coming into this year to win a championship. That's not what it was like. Even so last year, you know, you got LeBron, but – Let's be real. The Lakers had to make the playoffs. They didn't even make the playoffs, but now with LeBron, now with Anthony Davis, Not it, with Frank Vogel, hmm You had Boogie Cousins, which it sucks, but that happened. And now with Dwight Howard, I guess, and Danny Green. You know, this is the the squad that is going to try to put up the biggest fight in the Western Conference against the Clippers to and the Warriors to um try to win a championship. So the fact that he's gonna miss preseason and, and uh or excuse me three weeks of training camp it's not the end of the world. It's not but I definitely think on on like when you have a destiny like championship, you want to start at zero with everybody. Right. Especially being a young player like Kuzma, getting to play with LeBron, having to still learn LeBron you know what I mean? It takes time. and well, and. he's
2: definitely a step up on everybody else. He's one of the very few that they actually kept. I think it's – uh they kept Rondo. They kept him.
1: And they kept uh, Caldwell Pope. They kept uh, Caruso. Yeah, but like I said, <laughs> in his defense
2: with all those other players, it's the first year on the Frank Vogel. I'm pretty sure if we don't know exactly what Frank Vogel wants to do. We've, I mean, we can get an idea of what we've seen. uh what we tried to see in Orlando, but I mean, I don't think it's that big of an injury. I mean, yeah, I understand missing training camp. You're going to miss preseason, but I think obviously this team is playoff off a bus. I would dare say championship a bus, so you know your season doesn't really pick up and start until after the All-Star break like we've seen with the Warriors for so many years, so I definitely think bye if not before the all-star break, he'll start to get into his rhythm. And then second half, he'll just, like, you know.
1: Right. And then it does bike. benefit that, he, you know, he like I said, he is still young. So, you know, his body is going to heal up quicker. And, uh, you know, he should be actually stronger when he gets back through good rehab. However, the Lakers, they're going to have their problems this year. I'm not expecting it to be a smooth sail to the championship. I'm not even expecting it to be a smooth sail uh, to the Western Conference Finals. However... Uh, it's a, it's a huge possibility that, that we see them there so we'll respect the thought of it for the off season as as of right now i guess when it starts heating up again i'll give it more thought as of right now um the nba news that we really want to get into is is more on the business side uh, where you know adam silver is trying to eliminate this whole tampering debacle yeah there's a word there's a word and a phrase That I'm sure fits perfectly, but this is the, I can say only thing, I guess, not wrong in my opinion, but just wrong with the NBA as far as like rules and, and people kind of not respecting it. Um, Players talk to other teams, teams want to go after other players, agents talk to other teams, you know, like the communication level is way beyond what it should be and, the NBA hasn't done enough to crack down or really threaten the fact that if you do this, there's punishment. Like, you know, the fines that they give out, you think magic Johnson can't cover those fines. Like, you know, these teams can cover the fines. Like that's nothing. If it's just that fine. Okay. I mean, now they want to implement 10, $10 million fines for tampering, like at the maximum level of tampering. And that's a, that's a hefty, hefty fine. Oh,
2: for sure. And that, the only problem I have with their new rule is the fact that they're almost it's like trying to prevent a crime before it's happened in the sense that before, if, you know, if a team got caught tampering, they would, you know, look through all the information, all the info
1: right. stuff like that. But now what they're saying is, it's
2: almost like doing a random drug test. It's like, you know, all right, you know, you guys might not be doing but you might still be doing it, so we're gonna, you know, issue. I think it's like, five, but, it's like five random searches. Um, uh, I don't know how often, but every time they choose, or it's a cycle they do.
1: Right. Five right. Questions. But think of think of the drug test, the actual drug test that mm-hmm. you're mentioning, and how they affect players' lives. We have players like David Ortiz who, you know, literally says that people pull up to his house for a drug test at you know 1 in the morning 12 a.m. Oh, we have to drug test you. Oh, it's real quick after right after a game. Uh, you know, his feet are killing him. Drug test. So, uh there was an NFL player I'm trying to think of who it was. But at the same time I who got drug tested right after the game? Uh, a random drug test is different from a random. Oh, let me look through all your personal information. That's true. Um
2: One thing they can't stop, which is, I think, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, if you had to pick one, like, blemish on the NBA, it's tampering. But compared to other leagues and such, like, the NFL have so many problems, it's like nothing. Right. You know, we just have to pick one thing. And my thing is that I think that, because what they're trying to basically do in stopping this is giving all the markets a chance, especially the small market teams, in acquiring talent and trying to prevent you know stuff that's been happening over the years especially i think anthony davis the uh, situation for them was the last straw and they were able to do something about it mm-hmm. uh, players you know just forcing that way and then how everything became public with the trade information so i think what they're trying to do is prevent stuff like that where players take the own power into their hands and you
1: know putting stress on the organization but it's just there's there are different ways that you can handle it. I, I get what you're saying.
2: And then my main thing is the reason this happens is not the contact between the organization to organization. It's players to players. Like, I'm pretty sure it, LeBron and AD
1: were... Yeah, but it's also it's also GMs to play. Like like I said, Magic Johnson's a huge example as far as, you know, what he was doing last year for the Lakers and their case in tweeting out at players or about players and then how... Uh, supposedly, like, you can't just go out and, and do whatever. And that's what he was doing. Uh, ultimately, that's why he's not with the Lakers anymore, because he just realized that he wasn't going to be able to continue living the way he was as a GM or president, whatever. Um, but there's just rules, and, and the and sometimes people feel entitled to being able to, you know, extend those. But... I guess Adam Silver has just kind of had enough with that and uh, he wants to put an end to it. So he's going to start enforcing some heavy fines and um, be in, and kind of invading privacy to make people, I guess, feel uncomfortable. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, I kind of just all agree with it 100%. Um, but when it's one of those things where, you know, if you guys were doing the right thing, it wouldn't be happening. But unfortunately... Some of your peers are and or aren't, and this is the route we have to take. Um, I wonder at what point does it become like a legal issue where it's like, all right, you can't really be going through, you know, like, what are you looking at text from like his wife? You know what I mean? Or like his father? Right. And you can't stop communication from player to player. You're not going to tell a player that they, you're not gonna tell players they can't talk to each
2: other. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. Right? And I think that's where the seeds get laid and develop into what we've been seeing. I mean, look up another perfect example was last year with Kawhi when the Clippers get Kawhi. And they tell, and he tells Doc Rivers and them, yeah, I'll come to the Clippers,
1: but what you have is not enough. And they're like, okay, well, what do we need to do right. to get you? Like, what do we have to do? And they started listing off players that so they can acquire. Right. And they listed Paul George, and he was like, yeah. And they were like, well, that situation is going to be tricky. Like, what are the players? And he basically told them, if you don't get Paul George, because like, mm-hmm. I want to play with Paul George. And they knew they needed to do whatever they could to get Kawhi. So, exactly hey, I mean. we'll take no the fine. Right. And, I mean, you want to call that tampering? Because, I mean, by the rules of the leagues, it is. But, like I said, there's no way to stop player to player communication. Right. So. Two. Uh, we already seen something ridiculous. I don't know if you've seen, but the.
2: Um, what was it? Oh, it's the Milwaukee Bucks. They had a, I guess, a town hall
1: meeting. No, I didn't they, see that. They had like a meeting or something for like their uh season ticket holders. hmm. Mm-hmm. They got for that. Wow, really? So it's tampering your own player? Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> Scotty Pippen was like, Yeah,
1: that's soft. That's it's pretty like, soft. It's like you can't talk about your own players, you can't sign you can't say that, oh well, we're gonna Right, on right. On. Like, this know. is our guy, exactly. I own him right now, so why can't I talk about him? Yeah, so I don't know, like it's it's gonna be
2: things like that, they're gonna be growing pains and that's only you know, the season is not even started yet, so when it actually
1: starts happening to these teams and these Yeah, teams like problems. we're going to notice a lot how how people just talk loosely and it's going to it's going to start showing and uh, really affecting teams. So, I mean, we we got till October for that, you know, to really take into effect where uh, you know, I mean, right now you can't really talk about other teams and players like that, but uh when the NBA season starts heating up, we'll probably jump back into that and and see those who kind of uh, you know, don't really care about the rule or or doesn't don't mind the effects of it um but for right now, we'll jump i guess back into the n f l world where week three we saw we saw some good stuff in week three you know what since there were so many good games and a lot of good things that we saw in week three, let's put week three to the side real quick and let's talk about a specific topic regarding the NFL which um you kind of wanted to get into as far as how uh black quarterbacks are viewed now as opposed to back in the day correct yeah. so so tell me what, what how do you feel about this and and what brought this to your mind
2: The next kind of like, I, I would say the Allen Iverson of football is Mike Vick, where Mike Vick, you know, came in and just super athletic for the position, which the position I haven't seen since before Mike Vick would be
1: one Moon and uh, Randall Cunningham. Mm-hmm. so, I mean, Starbuck no, but but there's the difference. No, and and the and the explosiveness between okay. uh, Michael Vick and.
2: Basically, another wrinkle to their game. So, right, so we have Michael Vick, and then I think as years go on,
1: we see more and more of the "quote unquote" pro, you know, pro quarterback. You mm-hmm. see, you know, Steve McNair, could drop, back, right. Byron Lefwich. Byron Lefwich could drop back to the ball. Right, Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich could draw back to the ball. McNabb. Cordell Stewart. McNabb was. Uh Well, I, yeah, and I I think Cam Newton did a lot as well for it in the sense of, you know, once because before Cam Newton came out of the uh came out of college, before him, who was the other like top black quarterback taken? Well, Jamarcus Russell, who was a- Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think we're going to give him 30 seconds on this. Uh, Jamarcus Russell. Everybody knew about that. So, before that, I mean, other than was that, taken, that was it, right? Right. Like I think Cam Newton set I it off. When did when was, was uh, Mike Vick taken? Hmm. Mike Vick was the first selection of the 2001 NFL draft. Yeah, I thought so. So Mike Vick, you know, Mike Vick had this had this going for them. And then um, after that, we didn't see it again until Jamarcus Russell, which which at that point was also labeled a risk, you know, for the Raiders to do. You know, it was looked at from some people as, hey, this can be the greatest thing. But I, I, there were a lot of people that were saying, hey, you know, this can be a bust and and it could be just another Oakland Raiders number one pick that doesn't work out. So and, and it was that it proved to be. But after that, we didn't see, you know, any NFL GMs take a risk on taking a quarterback, a black quarterback in the top five until Cam Newton. We know what you're made of. Yeah, like, they were just, like, a, I feel like a staple in the backup position. Man, right. Like, a lot of, like, back of like, this is going to be your job. You yeah. So, when Cam Newton came out, he, he kind of revamped it because the way he was doing it was like, okay, you know, this is next level. If he can do this, you know, um, he's playing better than our running back. That's true, that's true. The stigma is still there for sure, but but Cam Newton was so good that they had to respect him, even though they might have questioned or worried about his arm he was He was just too undeniably good to pass on to act like he wasn't to to act like you're not seeing what you're seeing. And Cam Newton is a really great thrower. And to this day, I mean, he's unhealthy right now, and he's had his shoulder surgery. But Cam Newton came into the NFL great thrower and, and only got better as the years went on. Mm-hmm. Now, RG3, like you said, you know, he was the more, uh, you know, this guy can run, but he can really throw the ball. Uh, you know, we, we might take him number one. No, Andrew Luck's got to go number one. But rg for sure. Exactly. So and and then to see how that actually really panned out with one, him not really being healthy. Um two well it was a lot of him not being able to be healthier or, or, or slide really and stop taking hits on his body. He used to really beat himself up and um he kinda hurt himself with that. And then aside from the fact that his team wasn't, you know, one of the better teams of the league kinda Sadly.
0: Yep. So it's just like, so now when we see these guys come out
2: of college, we acknowledge the, the superb athleticism that these guys have. But we're also like, wow, like they're just playmakers. Right. And there's it, not a question of if they can throw the ball. I mean, for some of them, yeah. But, I mean, we're not questioning if Patrick Mahomes
1: Right. The like, there's a lot of these I mean there's a stat- My my question. My question, Dak. But I get your saying. Yeah, I mean right now there's the top
2: five quarterbacks in the league for QBR, four of the top five are black. So I don't think we're there yet. I think
1: a part of this thing is still there. I still think that for the majority of people Oh, it's still there. Look at Lamar Jackson majority of people when they when they look at a black quarterback they're just like uh this guy's right you know watch him out watch out for him <laughs> watch watch out for him who who's that number who's that number 8 over there oh boy he looks fast <laughs>
2: Mhm uh, like I mean, uh,
1: Let's not forget Russell Wilson. Oh, Russell. Uh, I got mad Russell. Let's not forget the boy. I'm still mad. The didn't take the i was waiting for that Aggie, Aggie, but, you know, it's, the stigma is not going to go away, it's always going to be there, and it's just something like, you know, African Americans in society, where, you know, they're going to have to have that surrounding them, and and they're going to be looked at a certain way, just because that's how, you know, society is, unfortunately, and I don't think it's going to change, we see what happened with Colin Kaepernick, We see, you know, the fact that owners treat players the way they do. Um, We can look at Antonio Brown. We're going to transition right into Antonio Brown now, but we can take him for an example and just show how much despise an NFL owner has for a player that feels like they're bigger than the team. And I understand the fact that, you know, it's a team game and, you know, you shouldn't have such of a big ego. But at the end of the day, I feel like in any workplace situation, because majority of these workplace situations are professional places. Now, whether it's a professional sport or a professional call center or a professional retailer i feel like if you go to work as an employee get your work done you work hard you're you're working better than you know majority of your team um once you clock out i understand that you're still representing a company but you still should be able to showcase your personality where you're from What you believe in How you truly feel If you're going to clock in On Monday after Sunday night And do your job
2: talking to them about how trash or how you feel about your other co-workers that you work with at the store or when you have rumors going around of you assaulting possibly two customers that came into your store and things just add up and add up and add up it, and then you not only do you go physically at the manager of your store, but then you wanna verbally go at the owner of said store that you work at. So when you build oh resume, quote unquote, of just
1: all these different accounts and it's just getting progressively worse. He went at the district manager, by the way. Oh yeah, he went at the It was the DM. It wasn't the owner. But no, I I get what you're saying. You know, there's there's a way to act. There's a way to do things. There's um a standard that an organization is gonna hold you to, being the top of your position, which they should. And I'm not saying that the Raiders are necessarily wrong for for releasing him. I don't think they're wrong at all. Um, I wouldn't say that the Patriots are wrong for releasing Antonio Brown. I would just say that. Uh, it's kind of immature of them to, you know, pick him up for the look of how things could be. And then just kind of just play, play everybody for a fool. Um, especially him, um, Why do you think we shouldn't? I do think we will, and I, I don't see why we shouldn't. But go ahead. Why don't you think we should? Well, I'll
2: tell you that in a second. Okay. Before, before I tell you that, if I really had one thing to really, I guess, uh, defend in a way in the Brown, I would say that... He's fixed to lose forty million dollars. I would say that's unfair to him, but I understand that they have in contract clauses, you know, read the fine print. They probably have stuff in there that mm-hmm. if you do or say said such thing, you're not going to get, you know, money, whatever. But my problem is when you have something like a signing bonus and you have your guarantee. Money taken away from me, which the NFL is already terrible in the fact that it's not all guaranteed. I mean, we see movies on a daily basis, not just at games but in practice and things like that. So the fact that they're really only guaranteed the money that's guaranteed and you're trying to take that away from them.
1: Yeah, it hits on a personal level. that's exactly so and then and then also like there should be some type of shame or or understanding as the owner you know you got caught up you you've been in a situation before you know um what's the real reason behind signing antonio brown this wasn't you know we got the chiefs in week two or anything like you know they they played the worst team in the league um Antonio Brown just got cut from his first team. Can't even play the week two game. He had to play the week three game. I just don't see the point of them grabbing him to release him. I know there was a second sexual assault allegation that came out after that, but you guys already saw the first one. Um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really cross my mind as, as, as logical. I guess... I I I guess, I guess. And then as far as him playing with another team, I for sure think he's going to play with another team because there's a bunch of other teams that need wide receivers and and would love a great player like Antonio Brown and his price went down, you know? His price went down. So if if I'm not going to sit here and say you get him for cheap, you know, but you can definitely get him at a way better bargain than than uh than you would have at the exact at the beginning of the year guaranteeing thirty million dollars to him at thirty years old um knowing you're not gonna be a playoff team, knowing that you're <laughs> relocating to Las vegas and you know all all this going on but that was then this is now i I do think we do see antonio Brown um it might not be for a while. play with another team.
2: will get up. My thing is, I just, I hate to hate on a man and say that I want to take, you know, money off his table, food out of his mouth, but I really don't think he deserves, and, you know, I'm not saying that people can't change, but I think definitely do think that right now he should be on the commission exemplars, even though he's not, and he doesn't really have to be because no team will probably touch him until these allegations are...
1: Set in stone. right yeah i mean that's what it's going to be it's going to be you know the fact that team teams have to know that this is going to get cleared up because if if it was going to be any team it was going to be the patriots that took that fall or took that l and kind of looked a little bad but now that the patriots don't even want you know to deal with that at the moment until that's resolved you know everybody's kind of going to look at him like um Everybody's going to kind of look at him like, you know, whoa. And then my thing was, it's like, I understand that we probably,
2: there's a big chance that we will see him back in the league. It's just the fact, though, the reason why I say I don't want to, I mean, unless he changes, it means he's going to be the same old, same old. But that and the fact that if, and like I said, and he's done. stuff in the league-wise,
1: Right. the fact that if we let him back in the league and not
2: Colin Kaepernick, come on, like, that's, that's, that's my
1: stance. I hear that. I hear that 100% because, you know, Colin Kaepernick obviously took a stand for something that he believed in, and um, Antonio Brown is kind of just living his life you know, he lives a little reckless life, it seems like, and he might not have the most uh, respect for every single body he deals with, but, um, and and it's not to say that, hey, he has to or anything like that, I just think that if he can play in the league, as you said, you know, I, I think Colin Kaepernick deserves a shot as well, why not, Um, there should be no reason that he's being blackballed the way he is, but we've gone over that a few times as well. So, we're going to move right along to week 4 of the NFL. It's about to be a month into the season and we finally seen Daniel Jones come out and be responsible for four touchdowns, two touchdown passes, two runs over 300 yards passing led the Giants to, you know, their biggest comeback, biggest first win, biggest comeback in history. They were down 28-10 at the half. Saquon Barkley went out Daniel Jones came in. They got a little lucky with a missed field goal. Is Dalvin Cook the best running back in football right now? I can respect that. for sure. And I think Minnesota's a really balanced team um this year. So, let's actually jump right into that. Minnesota Chicago. That one's in Chicago? Yeah. And to be honest, Minnesota's defense has been playing really good this season and Chicago's defense is is stellar as always, but we've seen Mitch Trubisky struggle at times. He threw for what? Three touchdown passes in a quarter on a uh, when was this? Monday night? Uh, yeah, it was Monday night game. Yeah, he threw three to Taylor Gabriel. I don't know if it was all in, in, in... a half or in a quarter? No, for sure it was in a half or in a quarter. Yeah, it might have, yeah, it might have been in a half. Yeah, he threw three to Taylor Gabriel. I think it was in the second quarter. I think it was. But still, still you know, valuable. However, one, they don't have Taylor Gabriel, I don't think, because he's in the concussion protocol. So, he's not going to be there. Two... I want to see how the Chicago Bears defense react to a really good uh, running back like Dalvin Cook. We haven't really seen them play, um, you know, a great running back. So, I really want to see that test. And then I want to see, you know, if if on the defensive side of things, can Minnesota make Trubisky struggle? You know, this is going to be a divisional game. It's going to be uh, a slow game probably. Um, but... Minnesota has to deliver on defense as equally as they do on offense to be able to try to pull this one out.
2: He finally had a big game. It's against a Washington defense, a Washington team that their offense just, for whatever reason, just sputtered down their defense on the field way too much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mitchell Trubisky was on his P's and Q's for once. But against a rival opponent and a, my opinion, top five defense in the Minnesota
1: Vikings, Ooh. I don't see Mitchell Trubisky doing what he did last week. It's it's just not happen. As Brad Paisley would say, me neither. Yeah, I mean, I I, <laughs> I like the Vikings in this game, and it's actually going to be a very very big win for them if they do pull this out because they're trying to make the playoffs this year and they're trying to make another run. They believe that you know when they lost to the. <laughs> When they lost to the Eagles in that NFC championship the way they did, you know, it was like all right, the Eagles just kinda of got the best of them that way, that day and um we're not as bad of a of a team as we showed. Obviously they don't have Keenum anymore. They do have Kirk Cousins who eh, not too big on, and no you aren't either. However, that defense as you mentioned is there. The running game is there and they have two Pro Bowl wide receivers. So they have talent. Now, if they take this game in Soldier Field and then they play the Bears later on in the season at home, you know, ain't no telling. Ain't no telling. They already – well, they lost to the Packers. Uh, the Bears beat – the Bears lost to the Packers as well. So I'm, it's right there. It's right there for them. I mean, Minnesota's kind of got this in their destiny. They can win these games and win this division. I mean, the Bears, we got them winning this division because of their defense. We need to see what their offense is going to do. We know that they have David Montgomery and Terry Cohen. Uh, We have to see what David Montgomery is going to do all season because, as we know, Terry Cohen lines up as a wide receiver more than he does a running back, if not, you know. So a lot of questions over there as far as the offense and how they're going to put the points up to to, – To kind of sustain. However, do you think that they are in the Tier 1 NFC squads? Or in the Tier 2 NFC squads? Because, you know, if we're going... I'll give you an example. We talked about this earlier. Tier 1 AFC squads. Kansas City Chiefs. New England Patriots. And then at number 3, which is starting the Tier 2. Baltimore Ravens. So... We have in the NFC. Uh, I go my opinion. I'd say tier one teams in the NFC will say Los Angeles Rams, right? Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. That's probably it. And <laughs> you know what's funny? We're a touchdown away tonight, and maybe a good overtime from me saying Green Bay. If Devontae Adams is in the game and not hurt. You know, so I'm still gonna ask. I think Green Bay would be the th- the third team in the NFC right now. Uh I'm. It's tough. It's tough. I would put Green Bay as the third team in the NFC right now, starting the tier two teams. The first team starting the two tier.
2: Yeah. No, I agree.
1: I agree. But they're like the third best in the NFC right now. Right. And it's and it's all around, like just seeing how they're playing, you know, how they're winning, how they're they're doing what they're doing every Sunday. Um, As we mentioned, the Bears, yeah, they're they're two and one, but they have an ugly game on offense versus the Packers, which they lost because they couldn't sustain on offense. And then they have this, you know, win versus Washington where they scored almost two touchdowns on defense. They had two picks a strip sack fumble, you know, at two two fumbles. So when when it comes time where that defense is is going to get one turnover or maybe not get a turnover that game, Mitch Trubisky really has to put this team on their shoulders. And I actually was reading, I don't know if I was watching a video or reading an article where they were saying, you know, should they go and try to draft a quarterback or anything like that. And I, I don't agree with it. Not to say that the article said they agreed with it, but, I don't personally because, you know, you're not gonna bring a rookie, and think that. You're better off. Exact, yeah. exactly. So.
2: Especially when your defense is, I mean, and we, we see it all the time. Defenses like this, and they get a very short win and They get three it, to five years.
1: Now, if it's best. now if it's Trevor Lawrence, you're better off. What if, oh no! If it's Trevor Lawrence, no, you. But if it ain't. Yeah. It ain't glitter. It ain't gold. Um. That was – yeah, that was that. And then we're going to get into the – that was the 4 o'clock game we're getting into. Right. Now we'll get into, I believe, a 1 o'clock game, right? We have a 1 o'clock game, which is going to be in East Rutherford, MetLife, Giants hosting the 0-3 o- Washington Redskins, who are trying to be better than the Dolphins at tanking. Uh, the, the, or excuse me, at getting the number one pick because I don't think they're even tanking. They just suck. And at running back. And at running back. Did, Did running back. you see the Did you see the fans on Monday night? They were booing. They looked bored, they looked sad, they were pissed. Yeah, and, and the energy was, was sucked out. It's it's awkward, and it's embarrassing. So, J, yeah. Jay Gruden, this is what, his fourth year? This is his sixth season. Sixth season. Wow. Yeah, he was like 2013. Wow. One winning season. And only... Yeah, he's only had one winning season. So... But, and it's the manner as well. Like, if they go down 0-4, which... At this point, is a possibility. And the crazy part is if you, if you really think about the Washington
2: Redskins team, they haven't been bad. I think with the proper coach, a lot
1: of those Redskins teams yeah have a chance have to a winning, win some games. They have a winning record and go to the playoffs. Now, what they do in the playoffs, now granted, last year they had a chance. Um, you know, I know Dallas had a really good season, and so did the Eagles. But they had a chance. But Alex Smith ended up getting hurt. Colt McCoy had to come in and and try to step up once again. Yeah. And they have to scramble that last minute and trade for you know Case Keenum. Yeah. They drafted Dwayne Haskins. When do we see Dwayne Haskins? I think if they lose this game to the Giants, you'll see Dwayne Haskins. Well which I do think they'll lose this game to the Giants
2: because yeah. I truly believe that Danny Jones is for real. I want to say too big, successful game against that defense. I really think that after winning a game, uh coming back to East Rutherford, the fans are gonna be super into it. They can't wait to see Daniel Jones. And then I think that they're gonna you know, go on go on a little two two game one streak and then
1: And then start losing again. And yeah, and the Washington drops to oh four. Jay Gruden probably gets fired and we see Dwayne Haskins going. And then the interim coach looks like a G. It's always good when the interim coach comes in and things start kind of going a little better. Yeah, the air smells better in the building. Yeah, they believe the interim coach. Till the season's over. Will be their coordinator. Okay. Well, hopefully he's not the guy that's calling plays because, you know, right now I think Jay Gruden's calling plays and uh, fans are not too happy about it. It's pretty boring watching them damn games. You know, granted, they lost Darius Geis. However, you know, Adrian Peterson was visibly pissed off on the sideline when he wasn't out there on fourth and one, on fourth and goal, third and goal. Uh, and, hey, nah, I guess, I guess, uh, uh, that as well. Now, let's talk about the Sunday night game we got coming up this Sunday. It's going to be in. So you got, you got Washington? No, I'm actually going to go. Uh, I'm riding at Daniel Jones till he loses. I'll ride him. I don't care. I don't care why. I don't care how. I uh, I think Daniel Jones, if you throw for – Three hundred yards, and you have two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. You lead your team to a victory, and, 40 fantasy and you had a little bit of luck in it. You knew it was destiny. That means you have destiny no, he inside was, of you. He was really good. Was no, of no, no, no. I'm talking about the field goal miss. Oh yeah. Oh, you know yeah. that it just, yeah. it just, yeah, it true. just had to be. That's
2: true. That's
1: it true. had to be. So when it has to be, it has to be. And I think um. It's it has to be Dwayne Haskins' time in Washington, so we're gonna go ahead and we're, we might not see him on Sunday. We might. It's a Giants game, but we should definitely be seeing him so week five. You think if, on how it is, yeah, why not? Why not? They know what it means. They know. They know that this can kind of turn their season around. You know, say Case Keenum's doing bad. Or excuse me. Yeah, Case Keenum, right? Mm-hmm. Say Case Keenum's doing bad. No, yeah, especially does bad against the Giants defense. Whoever first of all, this is the this is – first of all, yeah, it's the Giants. Two, you know, it's your divisional opponent. Three, your if he comes team. out, your own three, if he comes out, Haskins mania is going a crazy. And that can kind of just turn the momentum on the whole season. Like, they could feel like, hey, you know, how, how the Giants feel about Daniel Jones right now mm-hmm. can be what yeah. –
2: they feel about Haskins. Not that,
1: but, but what if they both ball? Just looking at it like damn, R J Barrett and Zion. Oh, <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I got I got the uh, Giants. I don't think they'll cover any type of spread. It'll probably be a one-point, two-point game. Daniel Jones still doesn't throw a pick this game. I think he runs for another touchdown, though.
2: No, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm saying definitely another big day from Daniel Jones. I'm saying 300
1: yards. Wow. Two TDs. Wow. And maybe one rushing. Let's see. Let's see. Sunday night, we got – last year we had this game on a Thursday night, and – Dallas was at home. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Dallas torched them. Yeah, with New Orleans. But uh, they're going to be going to New Orleans facing Teddy Tib- Teddy Tidgewater. <laughs> facing Teddy Bridgewater. Coming off a big emotional win. I don't know. There was a video of him in the locker room. that gave him the game ball. He was emotional. All so, wait. The Saints played the Rams, right? They played the Seattle Seahawks. 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 Seattle, mind you. And they won. They did. Convince I forgot. So, they played this. Okay, now Bridgewater is getting his, what, second start in a while. Because this was his first start, right, that he just had yep. in, in some time. Mm-hmm. Since, like, Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. I think that was his first start since Minnesota. So, that was pretty big for him. He got another big start. This is Sunday night. He's at home. Crowd's going to be on his side. But Dallas. Dallas, on the other hand, is looking really, really good right now. Their defense is really keeping them, um, you know, yeah, just big, dominant. Than by they, uh, Their defense against the pass, phenomenal. Byron Jones has been playing pretty good this season. Jalen Smith is having a hell of a season so far. And we're going to start seeing the flashes of Leighton Van Der Esch. You know, the whole defense is going to keep clicking. And... I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to be in for some trouble if he doesn't figure it out pretty early because he can either get it going or, you know, Dallas can uh, really disrupt him and uh, make his night a little longer than it should be. Now, who do I have winning this game? I'm going to go with Dallas. I don't think that anything has shown me that, you know, Dallas is to be stopped at the moment, especially by, you know, this team. This offense that the Saints have right now with no Drew Brees is threatening, but it isn't It isn't as f- far as threatening as it is with him. So, um, you know, they're going to have to figure out how they're going to stop Zeke. If they can stop him and make Dak throw, I think Dak is playing good enough this season that he'll survive, you know, if he has to throw the ball. And um, honestly – Yeah, it's going to come down to, uh, you know, if if Dak's got to throw it, can Dak throw it? But uh, I don't see why the Saints, I don't see why the Cowboys would would give this one up this year. I think they go 2-0 on the Saints in back-to-back years.
2: Yep. And, you know, like you said, it's Teddy Bridgewater. And, yeah, he played a really good game at Seattle, which is a really tough place to play, against Russell Wilson, who, you know, had had a big day himself. And then that defense isn't, you know, obviously what it used to be. But Dallas' defense is, I would say, stacked from the front seven to the secondary. Yeah. There, yeah, they're going to make Teddy Bridgewater really uncomfortable. They're not gonna Have to make decisions. Have to make decisions. Not just gonna let him sit back there in the pocket, and they know that he's gonna want to use his legs. And I think they'll be ready for that. And then, yeah, like you said, if this uh, the Saints team can find a way to stop Ezekiel Elliott and even Pollard, who I think is gonna start contributing to the offense, Dak has proven that. I got a Mario Cooper, I got uh
1: Gallup, Randall Cobb, I got Randall Cobb, Jason Witten. And I think Dallas wins kind of convincingly again, as well.
2: I'll say they won by two scores. Uh, I'll yeah, I'll I'll take it step further. I'll say they
1: won by two scores. I like that. So that's Sunday night. Um, I think it's gonna be a big week for this week. My Colts. (laughs) We got the Raiders. My dad is is a big Raiders fan, and uh, he keeps telling me that you know we're in for it. We're in for it, but. It's not like anything we've never seen before. Uh, last year, the Colts beat the Raiders on the road. We were, you know, not as good of a team as we are right now. Uh, we're going to be at home. This is our second game at home. So we're just going to put on a show for the fans and let them, uh, you know, go to work Monday to talk about something that they did with their family and their friends. So, uh, real quick, do you know if uh, Darius Leonard and Project no 2 So... They didn't practice today, and I don't believe that either of them will play. Like, that's just me personally not having – like, not reading anything. Um, T.Y. T.Y. probably will. Um, but I'm not sure if Darius Leonard does as far as with that concussion. Um, and if he doesn't yeah, – really it's exactly if he doesn't have to, yeah, like, he can sit. He wants team team to. You know he wants to. He wants to be out there making tackles. He wants to get 20 tackles versus the Raiders. But, um, yeah, if we don't need him – and, hey, if we don't need T.Y., you know, sit him out. Sit him out an extra week because the quad, we don't need you to be bothered like you were in the playoffs last year with an ankle injury that you had from week, you know, 12. So, rest up. We got Deion Kane. We got, you know, playmakers that can can come in here and, and manage the load until you get back. I promise you. So, yeah, look, for, I'm, I'm looking forward to talk about that Chiefs-Colts game after this episode on episode 45, we'll be previewing that Colts-Chiefs Sunday night preview on uh, NBC there. Now, as far as this episode, I believe that concludes it. I don't have any final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts, final thoughts. Um hope I have a good day at to work tomorrow because I'm tired. Any final thoughts over there? Final thoughts. Oh, the boy going on vacation. Final thoughts, to going on vacation. Enjoy your vacation, so... We'll see you back on Thursday. Thank you guys for listening. This was episode 44, the Dallas Clark episode. With a starring Obama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was featured. Featured heavily in this one. Um <laughs> for for negative or better ways. But that concludes the episode. That was forty-four into forty-five next week. All things sports podcast. Follow us on Twitter, ATS Pod on Instagram. ATS pod official.
0: If you wanted, you got it. You know how I'm rockin'. They never could stop it. It's stuff in my pocket. I go up for the score and they never could block it. After the show, I count up in the miser. Tears fall from the lies despite spite. Hundred bands through the time of the night. When you left, I ain't wanna live life. Now I'm happy on the in and out Can you make it better? Trap out like Groseto. Post over with us. Hustlin' through the night, yeah. Spinning the block for the stretch. i with wake the hood up when we wet up. And it's all gonna be alright, yeah. When that wrong choice take your life. Gucci pressure be on top of the Nike print. Friend them rich niggas kicking your back. And they should give her the niggas who own it, who don't know a thing but trap though Blue faces, I put that over net, hoe That shit that we sellin' I'll make you relapse though Thinkin' I'm slippin' run up and get clapped, oh I put that knife on the map, oh Turn up yeah. on a bitch when I'm gone, i am going perk They all gon' fuck on the fast beat behind me, do the dash keepin' up in the verge, you get jacked out your shit, you can't tax me Pussy nigga throwin' shots, ain't at me Dropped up, tell a nigga get at me Tough love for a bitch, won't trap me Pay for about the it, then I give him the Mac free Got a pound in the car, I smoke on that Left the stay for a, a show and I'm comin' back If he say he won't smoke, I know fallin' back want a bitch for the play, I'ma blow the strap He ain't using his head, put it in his lap He ain't balling, could tell that he only Trap. Every manifestation I'm calling raw. gang Now can you make it better, trap out like grossetta. Poster with Berettos, hustling through the night, yeah Tell Jim Busser right, yeah, hop out, gun flash through the night, yeah You know how I'm rocking, you know that I'm with it You loyal to me, I make sure that you get it If you want it, you got it, you know how I'm rocking They never could stop it, it's stuffed in my pocket I go up for the score and they never could block it After the show, I count up in the am Tears fall from the lies despite. spite Hundred bands through the time of the night When you left, I ain't wanna live life Now I'm happy on the end and Pick it up, throw it all, watch it come back Got a hole in the D or a bag Count up that money, I run up the sack Born on a jet with an illegal strata That shit that they talk, I could tell you it's cow. Up off the X and I own it to cow. Stay energized, I fall back from the town What I have in my way, I'ma pay off the staff. I feel like it ain't no bitch I can have Got to run boot with the fur like a bow Bell is Tiago, that Gucci and Prada I got on our three and I boss every five When it's up, we be sliding and ducking from 12 Time-wise, clockwise, I never feel. no slack and we hustling, we on it for real You don't give it, we take it, you know what it is yeah. Make it better, trap out like Grisetta Poster with Berettas, Hustling through the night, yeah Spinning block for the stretch, I'm um. with the hood up when we wet And it's all gonna be alright, yeah, when that wrong choice take your life, you yeah Put your pressure be on top of the Nike grip From them rich niggas kickin' your bank, though And that shit give a rollin' to niggas who own it who don't know a thing but trap, though Blue faces, I put that over net, ho That shit that we sellin' up make you relapse, though Thinkin' I'm slippin' runnin' up and get clapped, though. I put that knife on the map, though, gang.